the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this is part two of sleep. Last week we did more of an Ayurvedic or yogic look of sleep. This week is going to be more of a ancient Greek look of sleep. Stay tuned. And we're back. And today is going to be more of an ancient Greek look. And in order to do the ancient Greek look at sleep, let's start with the gods of sleep. So since you're Greek, I'm going to let you talk about them. Uh, the, uh, the Greek god of sleep is uh, Hypnos. It is spelled H-Y-P-N-O-S. And all these words are going to be in the text. Yeah, so you don't have to spell <laughs> yes. it every time, okay? <laughs> but I like to... Because it'll be a complete spelling <laughs> test instead of a uh, uh, talk. Well, the word hypnosis, uh, that's where it's coming from. Uh, the Greek god of sleep, hypnos. And the hypnos... Does uh, hypnoponymus come from hypnos? Hippopotamus? Yeah. <laughs> no. No? Okay. no. Uh, well, it might. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Hyp- Hypnos was uh, the son of uh, Nichta, night, and Erebus. Erebus uh, was darkness. Okay. And uh, Hypnos uh, was usually presented uh, as a young man with wings, uh, either on his temples or on his shoulders. And he was very gentle. And uh, it was like me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very sweet, adorable. <laughs> now, I know that I'd seen a lot of guys when I was in Greece that had like uh, that on their forehead, too. No, those were the eyebrows. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Hypnos uh, was supposed to live in the underworld with his brother Thanatos uh, or Death. So Thanatos is death. Yes, Thanatos is death. And you know, in uh, the Avengers, Thanos was the guy that wanted to destroy the world. Thanos, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, the nickname of uh, Thanatos, right? <laughs> and uh, but also Homer, uh, who wrote the Odyssey and the Iliad, uh, w- uh, said that Hypnos was supposed to live on the island of Limnos which is a Greek island uh, still in existence, like okay. a real island. A real island. A real island, not an imaginary they island. <laughs> they probably do. Uh, so that's like the quick uh, genealogy of uh, Hypnos. Okay. And uh, yeah, a little bit more interesting uh, history. Uh, uh, Hypnos was uh, given a wife by Hera, here, like the, the wife of Zeus, yep. uh, because she wanted to bribe him uh, to trick Zeus. And <laughs> There's a lot of trickery going on with those gods. Yes, and um, uh, his uh, wife's name uh, was uh, Pasithea, and Pasithea was uh, uh, one of the graces. 
And uh, pasithea is uh, the word for um, uh, relaxation. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's why she's a grace. Exactly. Exactly. And they had kids. They had kids. They had uh, several sons. And uh, four of them are uh, the most famous. And uh, Morpheus being the most famous of all. And that came from, they, they used his name in... Uh, a Matrix. Yep. Morf- the Morpheus character of Matrix, amazing character, was inspired by the ancient Greek god Morpheus, the son of sleep. And Morpheus means... Morpheus means to shape, to give a form. Hmm. So how does Morpheus deal with sleep? What, what, uh, Morpheus shapes our dreams because they are all called uh, oniri, uh, and onira is the Greek word for dreams. Okay. And um, so Morpheus, uh, with the help of his brothers, uh, gives form to our dreams. And uh, his uh, three famous brothers are um, uh, uh, Phantasos, which comes from the Greek word fantasy, okay. uh, as in the imagination, wild imagination. Uh, phovitus, which is uh, from the Greek word phovos. You want me to spell it? No. no. <laughs> but you would have great imagination. I can spell it with great imagination. <laughs> which means fear. Okay. And uh, ikelos, uh, which uh, is, uh, shapes uh, the true dreams. In other words, our dreams can feel completely uh, imaginary, full of fantasies. Uh, our dreams can scare us, nightmares, mm-hmm. or our dreams can seem real. Huh. Yes. And the real dreams that seem real are, what are those? Because you want to lucid Lucid right? dreams, yeah. yes. And you want to have more lucid dreams yes. if you're trying to get good... A, uh, yeah. Inspiration, yes. exactly. Yes, so we can use our dreams for inspiration if we allow Morpheus uh, to give shape to them. And that's where the whole concept of getting good sleep can actually inspire you. Exactly, because you want to have the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to reboot your body, mind, and emotions. And also you want to... Uh, have the inspiration very interesting so that's that's basically the history of dreams or of sleep of sleep yes from the greek mythology yes how does that fit in because i want to get into stoicism in the next half but how does this fit into uh getting good sleep uh well the stoics uh say that um based on that you you want to create space Okay. You so when you are about when when you are about to when you are going to sleep or when you decide okay I want to go to sleep now you want to not worry about what happened uh, during the day mm-hmm. and you want to not worry about tomorrow. You want to be indifferent in terms of the past and in terms of the future. Which is actually how we should be all the time, uh-huh. <laughs> but but uh, so but let's talk about sleep specifically. So you want to have prepared yourself for sleep 
which fits what we were talking about last week. Because During some of the things ca- last week also fit into the Exactly. Greek, yeah, During the, ca- yeah. the kapha time of Ayurveda mm-hmm. to prepare yourself for sleep. That's the whole point. You want to prepare yourself for sleep so that when the time comes, you are not doing anything. You are open for uh, in uh, spiration. Okay. And... I know that in Greek medicine, they have uh, the four, what are those things? Oh, the four humors. Yep. So is there a humor that fits into this? Uh, you want, you want just like in the Ayurvedic uh, medicine, you want uh, to have as much of a dynamic balance between all four of them as possible. So you don't want uh, any of them uh, to be in excess. To be in excess. Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. So I want to talk more about the stoicism aspect uh, here shortly when we come back. Do you have anything more on the non-stoic aspect? Even though uh, that was sort of stoic. Well, uh, just to uh, show how important the concept of sleep is, the Romans uh-huh. have uh, the, the Roman god of sleep, which is Somnus. S O M N U S. You know, you have course. to do honor. You uh-huh. have to do the honor. We spelled the other one. And uh, the word insomnia, mm-hmm. uh, like without somnus, uh, comes from the Roman god. And also uh, in the Norse mythology, right, you have the goddess of night mm-hmm. who's uh, not N O with an accent double T. And she's the one who allows for sleep. sleep. Nice. Yeah, and then um, a lot of the other uh, traditions have, but it would take forever to list them all. Yes, we But have. sleep is highly important. So much so that every one of them has a god for it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And this, this, the god of sleep is so important that his twin brother is... In Greek mythology. In Greek mythology is death. And uh, you had said when you were studying up on yeah. the, the gods here uh, that uh, sleep, the god of sleep, yes, uh, has our lives for what fifty percent of the time. Yes, when we're alive, exactly. the god of sleep is controlling fifty yes. percent of our lives. Exactly, exactly, and also uh, in um, in the version where he lives in the underworld, mm-hmm. uh, he there is a, a river that goes by the valley. That mm-hmm. he lives in, and the river is uh, uh, called forgetfulness. Ah. And uh, also, there are a lot of uh, puppy seeds. Poppy seeds. Pu- around. Not puppy seeds. No, no. Poppy seeds. Poppy seeds. Because they. they and opioids, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. Okay, we'll be right back to talk about stoicism. More about stoicism since you just brought up a little bit of it. <laughs> Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back, and we're going to be talking about the stoic aspect of 
Sleep. Yes. Uh, but first, what is what does the term Stoic mean or Stoicism mean? Uh, Stoicism is the philosophy that was developed uh, under archways. Okay. Uh, stoa is the Greek word for archway. Uh, people used to get together under there and discuss uh, philosophies. So that's where Stoicism came from. Okay. And uh, a lot of great uh, philosophers came from the Stoicism. Yes. And we've talked about several of them throughout the podcast. But uh, with that, Stoicism has a look at uh, sleep. And one of the ways they look at it is through creating... Uh, uh, voluntary discomfort. Yes. And by creating voluntary discomfort, you create that void, right? That you were talking about earlier? Uh, you create... you. Uh, you develop the perseverance that uh, lets you, that uh, allows you to move past difficulties, to, fi- to create order from disorder, or to create uh, something from the void, from chaos. Okay, and chaos was Cha- the original Greek god, right? Yes, yes. Chaos was the uh, primordial Greek god. Uh, the primordial void, where everything came from. Like from chaos uh, came uh, Yea, Mother Earth, uh, came Tartarus, the underworld, uh, came uh, Eros, love, uh, Nichta, the goddess of night, and Erebus, uh, the god of darkness. Okay, so all of those came from chaos. Yes, and, and from Nichta and Erebus came sleep. Oh, yes. interesting, yes. So with that, though, is the Stoics, because the Stoics didn't really talk a lot about the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. On occasion, they would bring up one, but they believed that the overall that the Greek gods were in us. Yes. And so the chaos was in us. Yes, exactly, exactly. And by doing the voluntary discomfort you could actually control chaos. Yes, yes. You, yeah, you could, uh, you could control chaos anytime, anywhere. And stoicism isn't about being stoic, not caring about things. No. It's about controlling your... Uh, desires. Desires so that you, you can have the desires, you can enjoy them, but yet you can discard them. Exactly. So I know, go ahead. It's finding that balance between uh, passion and dispassion. Uh, Ayurveda says it's all about the dynamic balance, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, with tenacity. Mm-hmm. It's in order to have that balance between passion and dispassion, the Stoics say you need to learn to persevere. Yes. And in uh, in order to learn to persevere, you have to constantly train yourself for it. Yes. So. And uh, voluntary discomfort was one of the ways that they trained. They also yes. did the uh, uh, negative visualization. Yes. And there was a lot of different things they used, but voluntary discomfort was one of the ones that I know that we use a lot, and we used it in the last episode. We talked about some of it, you know, cold showers. Yep. Uh, but one is that we really didn't talk about was... Uh, sleeping on the floor every yes. now and then. Not sleeping on the floor every day, however you can. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but sleeping on the floor every so often. And I know that when we went back to Greece, when your father passed, mm-hmm. we had to sleep on the floor. Yep. And I know that if we hadn't slept on the floor before, on many occasions, uh, we would have not been comfortable. And that would have been another stressor for us at that time, which 
could have caused a lot more chaos. Yes. So with that, by controlling our uh, our ability to control discomfort, we were able to sleep on the floor, get up in the morning, look forward to get up in the morning because you're sleeping <laughs> on the floor, uh, instead of laying nice in bed and being comfortable, but get up in the morning and get moving. Yes. And that's why we were able to get so much done in such a short period of time. Yep. So the ability to create discomfort, and I, I like a way that uh, we've, I've heard some people call it almost like a vaccine. It's a vaccine for discomfort. You do just a little bit of discomfort that helps you to have the immunity to have more discomfort thrown at you. And I know that Seneca, if, if I remember right, Seneca was saying that in order to create a great warrior, you have to train them when there's no war. You can't just toss them into a war to fight a battle. So you can't toss somebody into a situation if they've not trained for the situation in a controlled area. So by doing certain discomforts, and discomfort is what helps us grow. Without discomfort, we become lazy and lax, and and it becomes almost useless. Yeah, there is. There is no, uh, actually, you go against the human purpose, right? The, uh, uh, as, as humans, our purpose is to constantly overcome stressors. And by having too much of the soft, smooth, sweet, <laughs> oily, you know, no. qualities and taste, it's just, you know. And I know in our, our, our uh, yoga uh, that yes. we taught, it was not comfortable yoga. No. No one came in oming and happy and they didn't come in to no. get that uh, rubbing and happy feeling. Yeah. They had their ass handed to them. Yes, exactly. In fact, we had some fake asses <laughs> that we would hand to them at the end of the class because yeah. it was was they yeah. they were beat up basically yeah and i know uh what was his the guy's name we just listened to one of joe his rogan yeah joe rogan was saying about discomfort yes he brought up hot yoga yes how it is not fun yes but once you make it through you you, you can do anything yep. you know you know deep down that you can do anything and he actually said uh for an hour and a half in the last 20 minutes. Well, for our style, you don't need an hour and a half. Ours is like 55 minutes. Yep. And, and the last 50 it. minutes. Yes. <laughs> the last 50 minutes really sucked. Exactly. But when you made it through, it was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned two really important words. Uh, actually, three. <laughs> Most of my words are important. <laughs> Uh, controlled environment, <laughs> two of them, and then immunity. And the key is what, what the Stoics were teaching is do all these things, that do practice the voluntary discomfort because it's in a controlled environment. And less chance of being hurt in exactly, a controlled environment. Exactly. I know when we train, did uh, personal training, there was two concepts. There was the controlled environment concept of doing strength training like uh, free lifting yeah. so that uh, you could you had the ability to work your uh, stabilizer muscles. Yes. And if you did it in a controlled environment, when you left the gym, you then were more likely not to injure yourself. And then there was the other concept was 
that you were controlled completely, so you did not work your stabilizer muscles, and that was with uh, exoskeletal, right? Well, oh. no, the uh, the regular gym equipment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So using a bench press that didn't that was a, a machine. Yes, yes. And that was that was controlling like leg extensions. Yeah. Or leg curls, all of those things controlled your stabilizer muscles, so that you could get strong. But you'd walk outside and you could hurt yourself yeah. because the stabilizer muscles, the other muscles that were holding you, so you looked really good, but the chances of injuries were a lot higher. I know I had uh, one of the guys that I worked with could bench press a car on a machine, but when he bent over to tie his shoes, he blew out his back. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, so yeah, so when we say controlled environment is... Uh, Relatively speaking. Yeah. So practice in an area where you have less chance of injuring yourself. Exactly. Because there is always a chance of injuring yourself. Mm -hmm. And And actually, good yoga is a controlled environment. Exactly. Exactly. Like Spartan yoga. Uh (laughs) So the other term that you mentioned is immunity. Because doing, doing all these things helps you become immune to more and more uh, stressors. Stressors are always going to be there and stressors are a good thing, but you want to have as few stressors as possible. You want stressors that actually really do matter. Yes. And um, so sleeping on the floor uh, more often than not, uh-huh is going to help you develop that immunity. And then you can sleep better when you're in bed. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Sleeping in a tent when it's cold outside and wet and nasty and being able to sleep is going to help you get a lot more benefits out of your sleep the rest of the time. And I know that uh, Sparta... Ancient, yeah. Oh my goodness. Sparta, yeah. The kids were only given like a robe. Yeah. And that they had to use that to stay warm, stay yeah. dry. Yeah. Stay cold, or it's you know keep the stay body cold. Cool. Heat, yep. Yeah. And they weren't given shoes so yes. that they could walk better, run better when they had to. So it was one of those things that in today's world, we're given so much comfort. Yeah. That we lack the ability to be discomfortable. Is that a word? <laughs> or is that a tinnitus? To endure discomfort, yeah. yes. And I know that uh, back a couple of years back, there was this big whole thing about uh, barefoot running. Yep. And whether you believe in barefoot running or not, I know we did a lot of it. Yep. And we still do. Yep. And all of a sudden, during that time, they started saying barefoot running was bad. And they came across with these really bubbly shoes to have that <laughs> controlled everything. So your joints didn't get any yes. uh, any uh, action. Uh, yeah, exactly. So are we moving toward too much comfort? And to become a healthier human, yep. should we go back to having some discomfort? Well, uh, absolutely. We need... It's all about the dynamic balance, right? <laughs> we need... We have way too much comfort. So relatively speaking we have way too much comfort and we need to bring in healthy discomfort 
voluntary discomfort into our life to make us stronger. In order to make the decision to bring in uh, the voluntary discomfort, we have like we we have to make that choice, right? Ourselves, and we need we need that mental strength to do it. So how do we go about it? And the key is also to not take somebody who's never had that type of discomfort and say, you have to do this, this, and this, because they are not going to do it. And they won't and, be able to. And they won't. And if, if they try to do it, they are going to hurt themselves because they are not ready. So it's all about baby steps of a voluntary discomfort, uh, making that choice to implement those baby steps of voluntary discomfort and that's the only way that works yeah, so actually for, that for, works long term for sleeping for you sleep. want to start by maybe by sleeping on the floor yes not sleeping under a bridge exactly oh, uh, yeah, or course. in the woods and of, stuff so of, you if you've never slept in the woods you don't want to start right off with going and sleeping exactly. in the woods going to a campground exactly going and so there's all these different steps that you can follow even like uh, going for a run in the rain. Yes. You know, it's it's great for creating uh, that that ability to be outside in yeah, cold or rain. Walking yep. in the rain yep. or something like that. So all of those things will help us become better humans mm-hmm. and help us sleep better. Yeah. So for me, my discomfort of the day is I'm not going to have any chocolate today. <laughs> Poor you. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a pretty drastic yes, baby it step, is a isn't drastic it? Drastic change. So, do you have anything else yes. before we move on? Yes, okay. because the idea of all of this is you want to become a stronger human in in order to serve the community more. It, it is it's such a great feeling to be able to say, "Oh, I can take care of this. Oh, I can do this." Oh, it's it's very empowering. It makes you feel like, mm, like a little warrior. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.